0: Last week, we kicked off this new series called Say Less, and uh, in this series, what we're doing, we're specifically targeting a group of verses from the book of James, from the Bible, particularly if you're taking notes, you, you can write this. Actually, I want you to write this down um, and because these, this is the group of verses that we're going to be talking about all month long. So I want to encourage you to, to read in advance, to go ahead and read these, to know these, to maybe even to memorize these, and, and or maybe if you're using like the Bible app, go ahead and highlight these. Or if you have an actual Bible, get your highlighter or underline, underline these because here's what you're going to know. It's in James 2, 14 to 26, and that's the group of scriptures that we're covering this month. And, and here's the important thing. I believe that it's really important for you guys to know the word of God. If I'm just standing up here saying a lot of words, it's not gonna make a whole lot of difference. But if I get you, I'm able to help you guys get into your Bible and read the word of God and let it sink into your heart and into your life, it'll begin to change your life. And so that's what we're doing with this series. And I wanna encourage you to read these verses and study them on your own. And I really believe, that they'll begin to change your life. Because we say around here that growing people change, right? So say, so this series, Say Less, it's like that uh, moment when someone invites you out to dinner and they, you, they set you down and be like, hey, order whatever you want, I'm buying. And you're like, oh, say less, right? And, like, and just those moments, like you, you, like we talked about last week, you, you work hard at work and your boss is like, hey, you can go home early. Oh, boss, say less, right? And your teacher says, no test today. What do you say? Right? Or these shoes are half off? Yes. Uh-huh. So, have you guys ever known someone, and, and don't point fingers, but have you guys ever known someone that tells the most outlandish, the most crazy, the most wild lies? Like, I said, don't point fingers, don't point fingers. Maybe you can't believe a word that they say. So listen, listen, I want to tell you this. I had a friend, I had a good friend when I was growing up. Listen, I had a good friend when I was growing up. He was deathly afraid of bees and wasps, right? And so anytime a bee or a wasp would fly around, like this dude would start screaming, he would freak out and just take off running. He would run away and he would tell everyone. He would tell everyone that he's afraid, that he's a- allergic to bees and to wasps. And he did this for years, like, my friend did this for years and years and years. Anytime they would come around, he's running, screaming. He's running, screaming. Did this for years. Finally, years later, he admitted to me, he's not allergic at all to bees or to wasps. Other, but he, he is. He's convinced everyone of that so they wouldn't judge him because he's so scared of bees and wasps. So he would lie and told me, oh, I'm allergic, I'm allergic. But really, he was just scared. Like when I was in, um, when I was two years old, a, a little boy, I was in a, a bad car accident uh, with my family and I was unbuckled and, and we had this like old um, van, like this um, cargo van thing and I was standing up in the seat behind and we got in an accident. My dad had to slam on the brakes and I was unbuckled and I flew forward and this guy ran into us. And I was thrown forward in the car, and I have this scar on my forehead. You can't see it now, but when I was little, oh, you can kind of see it, I guess. But um, I I cut my head open. It's about a two-inch scar on my forehead. And and uh, and as I grew older, you know, I was like two years old when this happened. As I grew older, um, I couldn't remember what the scar was from. And I have a brother that's like a lot of years older than I am. I'm the youngest of six kids. And so my oldest, oldest brother... Um, he told me one time that it was a scar from being attacked by a bear. And so naturally, a young little boy, I'm going to believe everything that my brother says. And so I went around telling everyone, oh, yeah, this, a, a bear attacked me. And I, I, I must have beat the bear because I'm still alive today. And, like, and so I, I believed this. And I told this lie for the longest time. I told all my friends at school. I told my teachers. I would show up to show and tell them, like, you guys see this car? I fought a bear, right? And, and, so, and then one day I was telling this story, and my dad heard me tell this story that about the bear attack. And he, he called me out like in front of everyone about my lie. And, but here's the truth. Nobody likes to be lied to, right? Nobody likes to be lied to. And, and none of us like being deceived. So tonight we're going to look at in Scripture. In Scripture, we're told that we have an enemy. That he, and the Bible says that he is the father of lies. He's the father of lies. And he'll do whatever he can to keep us from knowing God's truth. So the enemy, the devil, Satan, and his demons, they're constantly trying to lie to us, trying to trick us. That's why it's so important that we know God. That's why it's so important that we know God's truth. It's so important that we know what is said in the Bible and, and, and so we can understand God, we can understand his word, and we can know God's character so we can recognize when the enemy tells us lies, right? You with me? So did you know like that even like Satan and his demons they believe that God is the one true God. Like they know it. They actually know this. And and but here's the deal: they don't want you to know this. So tonight, scripture is going to show us how simply having faith or, or believing that God is God with no action to back it up is actually a lie that the enemy wants you to believe. So tonight, first of all, we're going to jump into Matthew. We're going to look in Matthew. If you got your Bible, we're going to start in Matthew 8, 28. We're going to read 28 and 29. If you didn't, we'll have it on the screen, and you can follow along. It says this. When they arrived at the other side of the region of the, what's that word? Okay. Gardenias. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God, they shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? See, when the demons, when they run out and when they approach Jesus, they know exactly who he is. They already know exactly who he is. They know him as the son of God. They know who he is. And and here's the deal, they don't want you to know they don't want you to know who he is, his goodness, his truth, how he can bless your life. They don't want you to know that. The enemy doesn't want you to know that. So let's check out these, the verse um, tonight that we're going to be focusing on. It's James 2, and it's verses 18 and 19. And it says this, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You can say that you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. The reason that we're calling this series Say Less is because this whole section of scripture that we're gonna be studying, that we're gonna be looking at this month, it is it, this is what we're gonna be focusing on, James 2, 14 to 26, this entire portion of scripture. It talks about and it speaks about the importance of backing up your faith with action. Like, it's good to have faith. I love it. I love that people have faith. That's really awesome. That's good and it's an important thing. But if you're not backing up your faith with action, then what is it? And so in these next few verses, we're, we've given um, this actually the second of the four scenarios that we're going to look at. If you missed last week, we have a podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify, Emerge Youth Church. You can go back and listen to any past messages that you may have missed. Um, but here's what we're looking at tonight, the second of these scenarios, and we're going to unpack pack these in the next couple of weeks. Um, and actually, oh, don't miss next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is going to be an awesome, awesome night. Um because our good friend, Nick Rowland, going to be speaking next Wednesday. So. Preacher gonna preach a man going to so. preach. So here's what's happening. James, what he's talking about us here, he, he's dealing with a lie here. And the lie is this. Here's the lie that he wants us to get and he wants us to, to, to understand. That you can have faith without actions. And that's what he's trying to catch us with. That's what he wants us to know. That's what he wants us to believe is that you can have faith without actions. So it should be on the screen because faith without actions is a lie. So James, he quickly draws a parallel to the demons who also have faith. They know that God is the one true God. However, their actions don't line up, right? So the truth is believing um, that you can have faith without actions, meaning and saying you believe it and not living it out. Living it out is actually a lie, and it's a lie from the enemy. So faith without actions is a lie. So let's, let's look at this real quick, and uh, this is in 1 John 3, verse 18. It says this, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let me say that again, because I said that weird. Let's not merely say that we love each other, let us show the truth by our what? Actions. By our actions. See, loving God and loving others with our words is great. That's good. Like, and, and here's the deal with our world, with our generation right now. We throw around that word love a lot. Like I love cheeseburgers. I love my wife. I love church. Like, and, and I love pizza, right? But that's not all the same level of love there. But what we do, what we've done is we've taken this word love and we've, we've lessened it. Like from the love for my wife is not the same as my love for pizza is not the same as my love for my wife. You get it? Right. Yeah, I almost got that backwards and I better not. Um, but that's, that's the important thing. But we've taken this word and make it something less than what it actually is. And so loving God and loving others with, with our words and just saying it, that's great. That's fine. You can do that, but we're called as followers of Jesus. If you're in this room and you say you're a follower of Jesus, we're called as followers of Jesus to go a step beyond that and love them with actions. And here's the thing about it too. It's not like we just love our friends or we just love maybe our family or we just love the people around us. Who does God call us to love? Everybody. Everybody. He calls us to love everybody. He calls us to treat everyone with the same love, with the same kindness. That's everyone. See, in fact, um, the scripture says that we love others with actions and in truth, meaning that when we love our, uh, love with our actions, what we do is we directly combat the lie that faith can exist apart from action, with the truth that the best way to live is with faith and with actions combined. So, in my life, about this time last year, actually last weekend uh, last year, um, exactly last weekend of last year, uh, my wife, Kristen, had a, a surgery to remove her thyroid and the cancer that surrounded her thyroid. And, and um, that same weekend, we learned that my son, Jackson, was type 1 diabetic. And, and and I want to tell you guys that we were overwhelmed. We were scared. We didn't know we, we didn't know what to think. We didn't know what to do. We we were nervous. Um, we were totally scared because this is these aren't easy things. These aren't great things to have in your life. And um, there was so much going on. And then even after my wife's surgery to remove the cancer and the thyroid, my myself, Jackson, Evie, Jet, we had to move out of the house for five days. Because Kristen had to take radiation, and we couldn't be around her because she was radioactive. And so in that moment, what myself, what my family got to experience was love in action. And and we got to live for five days with the Kellys, and uh, we lived in their basement, and we got to experience people just, you know what, I love you, I care for you guys, you guys can just come stay with us for a few days. And, and, and we got to experience firsthand love and action. Not even just that, like people would bring us food, people would, would bless us with all kinds of things, and um, the people took care of us, people would bring us meals, uh, they looked after us, people would reach out to us and, and encourage us, text us, call us, pray for us. It was faith in action. And so tonight, I want to encourage you guys to put your actions behind your faith and to prove it to be genuine. See, we say one of our values here at Emerge Youth is that growing people change. And, and if we want to change us and change the world, and, and I want you to know tonight that a changed world starts with a changed you. A changed world starts with a changed you. We can't change anything if we're not changed ourselves. It's great. And I love that you guys are here, and even throughout this past month, it's September, and even recently, so many of you guys and so many of your friends prayed a prayer, salvation prayer, ask Jesus to be a part of your life. It's great to pray a salvation prayer. It's great to be baptized. Man, that's awesome. I love to baptize people. It's exciting. Those are great steps. But I want to ask you tonight, for everyone in this room, what in your life has changed? What in your life has changed? It's not just enough to just say, I'm a Christian now, or I'm baptized, and post really cool pictures about it. What in your life has changed because you're a follower of Jesus? See, here's the the bad thing see, that Christians are very often known for the disconnect between what they say and what they do, right? Would you agree? And sometimes we, we see this, um, we see this, we probably see this often, maybe in our schools, maybe in the people around us, maybe in the people that, in, that we know. And, and sometimes we see this so much quicker that, like, we're quicker to speak than we are to act. And, and other times we see it in our behavior and how our behavior doesn't match our words. And sometimes it's even the tone and when we speak. And, and even in like speaking about grace, we're often graceless people. And these things, what they do is they kill any chance of extending the kingdom into our community. See, Jesus, what he does is he calls us to, to a living faith, a faith that is, is it's, it's, um, it's expressed in a distinct way of living. It's not about memorizing some um, information. It's not about like, what it is, it's actually just being transformed by the power of God. So your your behavior will reveal what you really believe. It'll It'll reveal where your hope really lies. See, Jesus calls us to a faith that changes the whole of our person, that changes who we are from the inside out. Our beliefs, our motivations, our affections, our behavior, it it changes us. So for this, we need to let the Holy Spirit do this work in us and and be honest, like where it's actually, it isn't actually happening. And and I want you to know this tonight, that perfection is not achieved. we, We cannot be perfect. There is only one perfect thing, and that's God but we can try to be like Jesus in every day of our lives. So if you don't catch anything else I say tonight, and I'm I'm almost done, I'm wrapping up, we're gonna jump into fam times, it's gonna be great. If you don't catch anything else I say tonight, I, I want you to catch this. Stop simply looking like a Christian and start acting like one. Stop simply looking like a Christian and begin to act like one. We can, we can read, repost things. We can repost Instagram things or post things about church, and, and that's awesome, and I love that, and, and continue to put that out there, but what kind of, of faith are you telling people that you have if you put that out there, and you, you say you're a Christian, but you live like hell on the rest of the days of the week? What kind of an example is that? And here's what I love, and I said this last week. Here's what I love about your generation. Gen Z, here's what I love about your generation. Your generation has been numbed by leaders, by politicians, by Christians, saying one thing and doing another, right? In your generation, here's what your generation says. They say, don't say it with your words because your words mean nothing. Prove it with your actions. And here's what I truly, really, really believe. I believe that if your generation would finally run into someone, find a person or a group of people who don't simply say that we're Christians, but we actually live it out with our actions as well, we will be a magnet that we can't keep people away from here, that you can't keep people away from your life. Because they probably never met a person in their life where their words and their actions line up together. If you want to change your world, if you want to change the world around you, be a person not just of words, be a person who puts your faith into action. Let's pray.